Welcome to the sermon podcast of Midway Christian Church. We're a Disciples of Christ congregation located in Midway, Kentucky. You're always welcome to join us in person or follow us on Facebook or YouTube. Our scripture comes from the Gospel of Mark, the first chapter, verses 21 through 28. I invite you to follow along in the Pew Bible or follow along on the screen. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This week we are continuing our conversation with the Gospel of Mark. And after four weeks, we are still in chapter one. In the previous verses, Jesus has been baptized. He has spent 40 days in the wilderness coming to terms with this new identity that was given to him. When the dove came down and that voice proclaimed him, you are my beloved in whom I am well pleased. We've also heard about Jesus calling his first disciples. And now, in the verses that we are discussing and taking a look at today, these verses tell of Jesus's first act of public ministry, at least according to the gospel of Mark. And for those of us who know the stories of Jesus, we should not be surprised that his first act of ministry is one of teaching and healing. Now, I will be the first to admit when we look at these verses, it looks like Mark kind of threw two incidents together and they don't quite go hand in hand with each other. But when we remember that Mark is not known for his description of events and that Mark tends to be on the concise side because there he feels this urgency for us as his, Jesus' disciples to respond to the coming of God's kingdom here on earth. When we realize all of that, we realize that Mark, instead of putting two random events together... Mark really has instead gotten to the heart of the matter. Mark has gotten to the heart of the gospel in 20 words or less. In these few lines, Mark shows us who Jesus is. As Mark's readers, Mark wants us to know that back then, 2,000 years ago, as well as now, Jesus continues to transform this world through word and deed. Jesus continues to bring a new word, a new teaching, a new way to be in relationship and community, a new word about life and love. 
As readers, Mark wants us to know that Jesus continues to usher in God's beloved community, a kingdom, a community that liberates people from the oppressive systems that limit them. A kingdom and a community that breaks barriers down, barriers that were meant and designed to separate and divide. As readers, Mark wants us to understand that Jesus is ushering in a new being, a new way of community. That even back then and now, Jesus is ushering in the kingdom of God, the reign of God, here and now in our midst. And as Jesus' followers, as his disciples, we had be better ready to do the same. We had better be ready to usher in the beloved community for all of God's people. We have to do it now. It cannot and it will not wait. Because this, this is no ordinary man in our midst. He is the son of the most high. His very words, his words which free people, which offer people hope. His actions, his actions which open a way for all of God's creation to find healing and wholeness. This man who we claim to be our Lord and Savior is ushering in a new day, has given us a new teaching, is showing us a new way to be in relationship, to be in community with one another so that all may be restored, so that all all will be made whole. And if this man is who we say he is, and if we have really embraced him as our Lord and Savior, and if we are going to practice what we preach, then his words and his actions are what shape us and what continue to shape us as we live our life, as we live out our faith as his disciples. Or let me say it this way. This week was one of those unusual weeks in ministry, a week where I spent most of my time out of the office rather than in it. A week that reminded me that sometimes ministry outside our church building is just as important, maybe even more important than the ministry that is often done here within our own walls. There was not just one instance, rather it was multiple instances, rather multiple conversations, conversations that I had with colleagues, conversations while I waited at track practice, conversations while I waited for academic team to be done, conversations while I waited for something to happen, Conversations that I had as phone calls came into the office for people seeking assistance in our community. A worship service that I experienced, that we as Midway community experienced Sunday night, which all the churches in Midway gathered and listened to the New Covenant choir sing and remind us of MLK's, MLK's dream. A worship service that helped me and helped all of us gather there to catch a glimpse of God's beloved community in our midst. This week, I was reminded again how Jesus' words and actions tell a different story. They tell us that God does not stray or stay away from the ugliness and the brokenness of life. 
These instances reminded me that God shows up right in the middle of it. That God is always there drawing us in, drawing us near, offering us hope, offering us grace. That Jesus' words, Jesus' actions throw the welcome wide and everyone is invited to come. Jesus' words, Jesus' actions remind us that Jesus broke bread with sinners and saints alike. And on even any given day, we can follow, fall in any of those categories. I was reminded once again that when we as people of faith step outside of our comfort zone, step outside of ourselves, when we allow the love and grace of God to guide our words, to guide our action, it transforms not only us, but it also transforms everyone we encounter. Because it shows that we understand, we embrace, we celebrate the life-transforming power of Jesus at work in our world. A power which is working to restore all of God's children, which is working to make all of us whole. This week, I was reminded again that at its core, our mission and our ministry is not about how much money we have in the bank. It's not about how many people are sitting in our pews on Sunday mornings. At our core, our mission and ministry is about the life transforming, the life changing power of God's love. Our mission and our ministry is grounded in the knowledge that we have experienced something in our lives that changed us, that transformed us. It is a new way that calls us to be in relationship with each other, a different way than the world operates, a way that's not about power and might, but about humbling ourselves and opening our hearts and minds to reaching out to each other, to see each other as beloved children of God. Our mission and our ministry is grounded in the knowledge that we cannot and we do not want to keep this gift of God's grace and love to ourselves. We know that our God is loving. We know that our God is merciful. We know that God shows up when we least expect it with arms open wide, ready to embrace all as beloved children of God. And in this time and in this space and for a season such as this, this healing, this life-changing, this life-transforming gift is what this broken and hurting world needs to hear, needs to see, needs to experience here and now. As followers of Jesus Christ, we are the very ones who are called to show and share this message, not only for those of us gathered here today, but for all of God's children as well. As ones who know God, ones who've experienced God's grace and God's love in our life, we are the ones who are called to speak up, to speak out, to speak words of love with authority, to act in ways of justice and mercy. Now is a time for us to proclaim that our own Lord and Savior is ushering in a new day, is ushering in a new teaching, is ushering in a new way to be in community with one another. We know that God is working through us, working through our actions, working through our words to show the destructive forces in this world that hate and hurt will not have the last word. Here and now, within the walls of this community of faith and with the community and beyond, 
as disciples of the Lord Most High, we are in the right place, at the right time, at the right moment to say and show that hope and love will reign forevermore. This week, through interactions and conversations I had with people at our church and people who are not connected with our community of faith, one thing became abundantly clear. That that thing being that we as ones who claim Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that we as ones who understand Jesus' words and grace, as ones who understand his actions, actions of justice, have shaped our lives, have shaped our faith, have shaped our very calling as his disciples. It became abundantly clear that when anyone asks us what it means for us to be disciples of Christ, we simply need to reply everything and then show them how. May it be so. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this sermon podcast of the Midway Christian Church. If you'd like to learn more about our congregation, please go to our website at midwaychristian.org.